0: I'm Callie Lampy, and you are listening to the Surfing Lessons Podcast, where my daddy shares a daily gift with you from the ocean. All right, everyone, welcome to the Surfing Lessons Podcast. I am your host, Ryan P. Lampy, and today's surfing lesson is doffing the wetsuit slowly. For those who are unfamiliar with the term doff or doffing, is to take something off. Don to put on, doff to take off. I don't know where it came from. We used it in the military all the time, putting on equipment and gas masks and all kinds of other stuff. So doffing your wetsuit slowly, respecting the process. I have this wetsuit that is a 5'4". So I use a wetsuit. Generally, I use a wetsuit that's thicker than everyone else's. If people are using a 3-2, I'm using a 4-3. If people are using a 4-3, I'm using a 5-4. And so I have this 5-4 that I've been using for a couple of years now. It has a couple of holes in it. But it's still pretty damn warm. Like, it has actually has a few holes in it. And I, have, I patched up the knee. My knees get worn out from um, using a longboard. My right knee gets worn out. Put a hole in it and put a big-ass pad inside of it. And anyways, I've had this thing for a couple years now, and it's, it still works very well, very well. The water is really cold right now, and it still works pretty darn well. And But it's falling apart a little bit. It has some holes, like I said, and particularly around the ankles. I don't know about you guys, but like one of the places when my wetsuits start falling apart the most is well first the knees if you're using a longboard and then second for me is my ankles and that's 100% due to putting the wetsuit on and taking it off particularly taking it off when or actually either both of them when it's wet so taking it off it's almost always wet I mean it is always wet and putting it on sometimes if I just used it you know within within a day or within a few hours it's going to be soaking wet and my foot sticks to it more and what I usually try to do is I, sometimes I'm in a hurry. I get so excited to get to the waves, or sometimes when I'm freezing, I'm just trying to like kick my, trying to kick the wetsuit off. And I get in a hurry and I pull the wetsuit too much, and I can feel it tear. It tears a little bit and a little bit more and a little bit more, and now it's to the point where my, in my this particular five four, where these tears around the ankle, the the tears are internal. You can't even see it from the outside, but from the inside you can see the tears and these internal tears. Get even more caught now on my heel when I pull them off, so I have to be careful, and we'll just slow down, which is how you're supposed to take a wetsuit off anyway. It's like I just, I'm, i don't try to take super crazy care of my wetsuits. I use them, I get new ones, I rinse them off every time I use them with fresh water, and I hang them to dry, and that's about it. Hang them by the waist, but like I don't baby them or anything too much, and I take them on and off and do it on gravel sometimes and whatever. I come in on a reef all the time. My wetsuits get pretty fucked up pretty quickly. So, but I have these things like, um, yeah, my heel catches on my wetsuit as I'm pulling it off. And it, it especially happens when wetsuits are brand new. You know, you know what I'm talking about. So, like when the wetsuits wet are brand new, the wrists and the ankles, like they can be really hard. You have to be really slow because it's really tight. And then after you break the suit in, it's not a big deal. You can just kind of pull it off, pull it back on. But as you wear it and, like me, you get some tears in it, had it for a couple years, get some tears, and the tears get bigger, then you really have to slow down quite a bit more to make sure you don't tear it a lot more. And so I have to make sure I don't, like, just completely rip the whole ankle thing off or, you know, the bottom. Because then, well, I pretty much have to trash the wetsuit. So, in order for me to get this suit on and off now, I must slow down slow down and carefully pull my foot through. Either way, pull my foot through to get it in or pull my foot through to get it out. Where in your life do you need to respect the process? And in order to get the results that you're looking for, you must slow down. Slow down, pay attention, take your time so that you can get the results. Alexi is my second daughter. She is 10 years old. And what is that? Fifth, fourth. She's in fourth grade. And she has an issue with her teacher. She just doesn't get along really well with her. Um, There's just been quite a bit of issues. But she, Alexi whines and pisses and pisses and moans a lot about her. And I would too, especially if I was her age and everything. Like it doesn't seem, like it's, uh, <laughs> doesn't seem like it's a great thing going on, not just with Alexi, but a lot of the students and stuff. And she comes home and pisses and moans. And, of course, I often don't want to hear about that. But I do. I mean, I don't. And nobody wants to hear anybody piss and moan. But I do because I want to know what's on her heart. So spill it out to me. But what's crazy is, it's not crazy, it's what's normal is she comes to me with a problem and I want to fix it. Hey, this is what's going on. Me and my teacher. I'm like, fuck. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, your teacher wants you to do all this homework, and you're fourth grade, and you're having problems with this and this and this. Like, just do what you want to do, girl. I give you permission. And and this is relevant to this particular conversation with Alexi because, um, all my doing, but I've I've kind of forged her into this. I've forged her into being this person who's a really good robot. Up until this past, up until like January 2018, both of my kids, all my kids, but yeah, particularly my two oldest girls, very great robots. People used to admire it so much. I used to admire it so much. I got so much respect and admiration and um, flattery and all kinds of stuff because my kids listened so well. In the classroom, out of the classroom, in church, with other people, People love taking care of our kids, babysitting and stuff. And they listened very well. And now it's like like after after in, in January 2018, last year, I realized like that was all working against them. Just like me, I took pride in that my whole life. I was very respectful, very I, I obeyed the rules very well. And in the end, it served me for certain things and it also fucked me over. I lived in a box. I lived trapped inside my own mind of what I should and shouldn't do, what I could, could and I can't do and all this other stuff. And and through all that, I suppressed so much of my emotions and so much of who I am. I couldn't be authentic. I didn't know what authenticity was. And my fire had fizzled out It's like I just poured water on it because of all the rules and everything. There was just nothing wild and free about me. And life got the best of me. And then I realized, that's exactly what I passed on to my kids. I thought it was awesome, but I realized January 2018 that, oh, this doesn't work. And so since then, they're 100 times different, much, like very, very free, and they still have some of the stuff going on, just like I do. I do. Also, I have to get out of these rules. I have to break some of these stories. the breaks to break some of these things that I feel like I should or shouldn't do based on other people's fucking agendas for me and based on listening to my own heart. And all this to say that, yeah, this is, this is way off track. All this to say that Lexi has quite the problem in school with her teacher and stuff. And she has all these expectations of her. And I, I'm constantly giving her permission to be herself. Permission to be free. Permission to pursue her own heart, share her feelings, share what she wants, do what she wants, show up how she wants, be herself, express herself, be unique, live with soul. Live from her heart and live with soul. Go after what she wants. Fuck permission. Just go after what she really wants. If there's consequences, you can pray later. That's the way I'm teaching her now. That's the way I'm leading her now. You might not agree with that. That's the way I'm doing. And it's giving them a whole new life. They show up everywhere. Um, at home, in public, everywhere. Like with so much more energy. So much more life now. They dance. They sing. They twirl around. They do crazy stuff on the beach that they used to be so shy. And so anyways, it's awesome. That's cool. She comes home. She pisses and moans about her teacher. And I'm just like, in my mind, it's like, okay, your teacher is your teacher. It's fine. She has her ways of doing things. It works for her. She's been doing it for a long time. She has a lot of kids. They have a big-ass class, bigger than normal. At the end of the day, this whole piss and moaning thing is not working, not just for me listening to it, but it's not working for Alexi. And so what I want to do is just, like, tell her, like, like fuck the teacher. Fuck with everything you're supposed to do when just, you just live from your heart. How do you feel about this? What do you want? What do you want to do? And often the stories are actually in her head, anyways. Like it's not the teacher's issue or anything like that. It's just like Alexi makes these fabricates these stories of what she can and can't do, what she should or shouldn't do, and then she shows up just these patterns and behaviors that don't work for her. That hold her back all because of some bullshit. And so she comes to me. And it comes to me in a, complaining, in a complaining mode. And I immediately, what I want to do, my urge is to just fix it. Like, let's get clear what's going on. All right, this is what you need to do. This is what you should do. This is what you, that, and that'd be ironic if I told her what she should do. I actually don't tell my kids what she do, they should do anymore. But if I just, I just want to tell her that, I want to tell her just like, do this, do this, this will work, and whatever, this is the results we get. But what should be obvious is it doesn't work. It will not get the results. In fact, it'll come across, just like I was saying, And everything I would say, I'm being just like I'm trying to free her from. I'm being like like the teacher or like uh, what she perceives the teacher as, as someone who's telling her what she should do, what she needs to do. Making more rules, more laws and stuff for her to be restricted in. And that's actually the complete opposite of what I want for her. I want her to be free. I want her to be full of life. I want her passion and fire to be alive, fully alive. So what I have to do, tie this all back into my wetsuit here, is I have to slow down. I have to respect the process. If you guys heard my my bonus episode that I released earlier, of doing my four step method—heart, soul, mind, and strength—that is a great Framework. What I did, it was a, it's a very quick, efficient framework that will slow the process down and actually allow some connection to take place. But that's what I got to do. I got to, I got to slow down and get clear on Alexi. Get her heart. Get her emotions. Get her thoughts. Get her feelings. Get her fears. What she's scared of. What's going on. And then get clear with her soul, get clear with what she wants, what she ultimately wants, what's her vision, what does she want for herself, what does she want for her class, what does she want with her relationship with her teacher. And go from there. But I have to slow down. I can't just try to collide with her, try to get her to do things. It just won't won't work. It's like tearing the fucking wetsuit off. You're just going to put a bigger hole in the wetsuit and it's not going to work. I have to slow down, connect with her. Where in your life do you need to slow down? Respect the process. There's a reason why I created the four-step process. Like, there's a process inside of connection that must be respected. Like, if you want to get, you want to marry, you want to, well, you want to marry someone. Like, it just doesn't happen overnight. Like, there's a process. Like, you have to date them, court them, date them, whatever. You have to romance them. You have to create connection. You don't just like show up with a ring in your pocket. Meet them for the first time. And be like, you know what? I like you. Let me marry you. And you might be heads over heels for her. but she's going to be like, uh, shit, I don't even know you. I don't trust you. I don't know you. You seem really cool. But um, let's slow down. And where in your life you need to slow down. Respect the process. All right, guys. That's all I have for you. If you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to share this with a friend. Help me get this message out in front of more surfers and more people. Thank you for tuning in. I love you all and have a powerful, badass rest of your day. I'll catch you tomorrow on the Surfing Lessons Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Surfing Lessons Podcast. For more Lampy craziness, find my daddy on Facebook at Ryan P. Lampy and have a powerful...